Inspiration, now in session. Inspire God's people, the podcast. The podcast. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Stop just taking the Bible and running with it. Oh, oh. that doesn't oh. sound too good. Okay, I know you're thinking, oh my gosh, what is going on with Jermaine? Why would he say don't take the Bible and run with it? This is where I need your full attention. People of God, I need your full attention today. I need you to sit the kid down, put the seatbelt on the child. Listen, stop trying to do two things at once because you need this word. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing about it. Sometimes I'm noticing as Christians, we tend to take the Bible and just run with it. Like we, we gone. I'm looking. You, oh, you, oh, he out of here. He's out in oblivion. Mars, outer space, gone, never coming back. And you're asking yourself, what's the problem with that? It's the Bible, right? And it happens even amongst preachers and sermons. And here's what I mean. You read something in the word. And before you actually study it, dive deeper into understanding the overall point that's being made, reading the entire entire chapter or book to get a better understanding. Also reading the commentary. Um. I hate to give Lavelle any type of love on this show. You know what I'm saying? But a couple of years ago, Lavelle blessed me maybe three years ago. And he bought me a commentary. Just had it mailed to my house with this long uh, message or whatever he wrote in it, which was ridiculous because we ain't even cool like that. Um, But I can't tell you, I use this every week. Like this commentary is a huge part of my life, especially because I have to go out and preach the word different places. And I take this very seriously. And it also, you know, makes me a little nervous. Like when when you're going out and you're presenting the word of God, even like doing this show every week, like I'm, I try my best. I'm not saying I'm perfect in it, but I'm trying my best to actually study the word. What does this scripture actually mean? Because I don't want to get so caught up in just trying to make a point that I'm making the scripture say what I want it to say versus me reading the word, hearing what God is saying, and then just repeating that. And I'm telling y'all, now I'm just speaking from from the preacher's standpoint, right? And this is going to make sense. I'm not being all over the place, hopefully. Hopefully, stay right there, Jermaine. Get back over here. Sit. Sit down. Got to tell myself, sit down. Don't go everywhere. But what happens from a preacher's standpoint, and, and I notice this sometimes, And I'm going to speak for myself. Whenever I'm in front of an audience, whether it's doing music, speaking, uh, presenting something in a corporate uh, scenario, environment, like I can always kind of feel the room. You know what I'm saying? And I think people don't necessarily realize like they give off so much of their personality and their mood. You can walk in a room and you like, oh, man, sometimes it feels dry. Sometimes you walk in a room and you like, wow, these people are high energy. And God, I believe, gifted us with that ability. You know what I mean? Like where our spirits and stuff is so strong. Like you you can just walk in a room. And it's like, man, like, all right, we're going to have a good time tonight. People are happy. You can feel when people are happy. You can feel when they're upset, when they're, um, you know, when they want something more from you. And a lot of times what I see in the in the church environment, and I, this isn't everywhere, but but it can it can happen. Um, is where 
sometimes people just want to be entertained even with the word of God. And so I believe that preachers feel the pressure to say something that has never been said before. And in order to do that, sometimes they got to make a scripture go somewhere that God wasn't even intending for the scripture to go just because of the wow factor or the shock factor. And I've sat in some services and heard some crazy things over some pulpits. And I sometimes chalk it up to like, okay, this person is just trying his or her best to just say something where people could be like, "Woo, he preached that. It's like, man, we can't get away from what the word of God is saying. That's from the preacher standpoint. Now, from the people of God, the recipient of the word, if I'm in the audience, like I also have to be mindful of like, why am I sitting here and trying to get this word? I'm not just trying to be entertained um, by this preacher. I'm, I'm actually trying to follow what he or she is saying, read it, and understand it. Because I, like sometimes I'm like, man, are we just throwing out, is preaching just like rapping? And you in a concert and you just, oh, he got bars. Like, oh, like, and when you think about it, for most people, they don't even know maybe music is so powerful. Sometimes you can unconsciously go out and live out the songs you listen to. I believe that's the thing. But a lot of times with like the word of God, you don't have the intention when you hear a message to go out and live it. You just like, oh, oh, he was preach. Oh, that boy. Oh, she got that fire. And I think we have to be careful not to turn the word of God into pure entertainment. And that's why I always say inspiration, inspiration is greater inspiration than, is greater entertainment. than greater entertainment. entertainment. So let's talk about uh, being a light. Let, let's, let's talk about that. The idea of being a light. This is one of those things that I think it could be easy to just take it and run with it and not necessarily think about like, what does this even mean? Right. And so I'm going to, I'm going to attempt to like maybe show y'all uh, through the word of God and using maybe a, a very popular or familiar topic of, you know, something that can almost be cliche, you know, be a light or be an example or something and, and just kind of walk y'all through what we all may feel as Christians. All right. So look, rock with me. Rock with me, okay? Just, just, just vibe out. We, we gonna do this. We gonna walk through this thing, and we gonna have an exciting conversation today. And look, I'm not gonna let you pressure me to make me just have to entertain you. I'm here to inspire you today. You know what I'm saying? And every week on this show. All right, so let, let's do this. Let's go to John, okay? Chapter 8. Let's start at verse 12, okay? Today, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. That is the NLT. Here's what it says. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. All right, so we're talking about being a light. Now, let me say this before I move forward. I think as Christians, we can't be afraid of questions. Part of this idea of not just taking a word and running with it um, is like, yo, let's stop, pause, ask a question, uh, have some critical thinking, be logical, you know what I'm saying? Be thoughtful, like, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, at, call a friend, just like who wants to be a million, you know what I'm saying? Like, just call a friend. You don't just pick your answer and just run with it because you're trying to get this million dollars. And that's how it is, like, hey, the million dollars, I'm trying to get to heaven. I can't just hear something and just run with it and I'm gone and I don't even know if that's really what it means. And I think that happens a lot in church where like we say stuff and we don't know what that means. Like we like, I don't know what it means. I just, I mean, we just always, you know, said that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it really means to be the salt of the earth. I don't know. I don't even like salt cuz. All right. So when it comes to being a light, here's what I ask myself. It's like, okay. Number one, who is the light? Are we the light? Because you got some scriptures that call us the light. Is Jesus the light? And I know that that sounds very simple, but I'm going to tell you how the answer and how you think through this answer, how you think through this question can actually guide the type of Christian that you are. And it's also going to alter your behavior. Um, and how other people receive you, and how you even see yourself to other people. So let's say, for instance, all right, in John 8 and 12, 
It's saying that Jesus is the light. Wow, he's the light of the world, okay? What I thought was dope was it says, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So here's a couple of things. So I understand that Jesus is the light of the world. He's the light source, right? He is the main light. But Jesus has this promise and says, if you follow me, good look, you no longer have to walk in darkness because I'm actually going to give you this light that leads to life. So this is important. Now we're answering a question. Here's the first thing, the first bullet point you can mark down in your mind or in your notebook or in your phone or wherever you make notes. And that is question number one, how do I get the light? The answer to that question is by following Jesus Christ. So we have Jesus Christ as the light source. I now understand that in order to get the light, I have to follow Christ. All right. And this might sound harsh to some people, but here's the reality. That now means that everyone doesn't have the light. I know we like to overgeneralize things in this society. And it's kind of like kids who get a participation trophy uh, just for being in the game. They didn't really win nothing. Like you was on the bench, but you got a trophy because they want to make you feel good. But you ain't really win nothing in real life. That's sometimes how we are as believers. We talk to other people. We give them sermons. We give them um, ideologies and philosophies as if they are the light. But here's the fact. They have not always chosen Jesus. Everyone isn't following Jesus. So therefore, everyone isn't the light. Okay? So, even myself. Hey, I'm not the light source. Jesus is the light source. If I want to have the light and continue to have the light, then I must continue to follow him. All right, so we lay a foundation right there. That's a very important thing. It's like, bruh, Jay Will, you wasn't born with the light. Um, you didn't come to this earth through a virgin birth, brother. You ain't the light source. So then it starts guiding my mind. Like, okay, I can't be walking around like I'm all that. Like I'm the light source. Like, oh yeah, Jay Will music. You know what I'm saying? This is what we do, baby. We the light. Like, okay, cool. All right, hold on. Calm down, Jay. You carry the light. Because you follow the light. Woo! Get the light by following the light. Jesus, the light of the world. Okay, that was pretty random. All right, cool. Now, let's challenge this whole idea. What do I do with this? Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, and we are going to start at verse 14. This is why I say we can't just take or we shouldn't just take the Bible and run with it, because on the surface, sometimes things may look like something that is really not. All right. Matthew 5 and 14 says this. And this is also Jesus talking. So these are two scriptures where Jesus is talking. All right. This is what he says. He says, you are the light of the world. OK, wait a minute. Uh, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Wait a minute. In John chapter eight, we said, where Jesus said that he was the light. And he said that we could follow him and then we could get the light. Now in Matthew, he's saying we are the light of the world. Like, which one is it? How do I think through this, right? And so here's what I would say as I look through Matthew. Remember in John, we already have identified Jesus Christ as the source, right? He is you know, where the, the, the light source, where the light comes from, he is the light. But he said we could get the light if we follow him. So now in Matthew, Jesus is talking to you, those who are the light. But I even like in here how he says you are the light and you should shine before men. Like you shouldn't hide your light. Like as Christians, we shouldn't be under a rock like, 
oh, I'm saved. Yes, I love God. No. But what I love about what Jesus added was he said the why. And here's the second question. Why am I the light? We talked about how we get the light by following Christ, right? But why am I the light? Yo, am I the light? Because I'm cute and people supposed to like me. Am I the light because I'm super dope and this is going to lead to me being the man? Like, why am I the light? And I love what Jesus said here. So this is Matthew 5 and 16. He says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. And here's the why, y'all. So that everyone will praise your heavenly father. This is super important. Because Jesus is telling you, you are not the light so that you can be praised. You become the light so that everyone will praise Jesus. What does that mean? That means that your light is actually directing people somewhere. Okay, here's the dope thing about light. Light can direct you. I'll tell you how. If you are in a dark room and someone has a candle, you can maneuver through the room just by following the light. So the light doesn't just serve as, you know, uh, for you to be able to see. It serves as a guide, a lighthouse, right? Like light is a guide. So I think sometimes we only look at light as like, okay, light represents sight. No, you're driving down a dark road. If there are, you know, street lights on the side of the road or even the reflection of the light in the road, the yellow or white um, lines that they paint in the road. They don't just, they don't, it's a reason they don't paint those gray or black, y'all. They paint those a color so that when your light hits it, it can serve as a guide so that when your headlights on your car hit that, it can reflect and, and serve as a light or a guide to keep you in the lines. And what I'm telling y'all is that as the light, we have to make sure that we guide people to Christ. And not to ourselves and our selfish ambition. And I think one of the challenges in, in the body of Christ right now is we've become so selfish in our ambitions and we believe that we are stars. We believe that we are the light source and that people should be praising us. We want to be praised. We want to be worshipped. We want to be celebrated so bad that we have now misguided people. We've turned the light to guide people to us in our flesh. And the danger in that, y'all, is that now the light is not leading people to Christ because we haven't stopped and thought about how did we get the light and why do we have the light in the first place? All we excited about is like, yo, I'm the light. Like, look at me. I'm dope. I, I stopped drinking. I stopped smoking. I stopped lying and stealing and cheating. And now I'm a better person and I make good money. And look at me. I'm successful. And y'all should like me. And, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. You've used God's principles to shine a light on yourself. And, and we have to be careful that when we are a light, that we understand, listen, as a light, I'm not the source, but I'm a God. You get what I'm saying? It's like you look like your parents. If Jesus is the light, then, and I'm made in the image of God, like, Yes, I should be the light, but I'm not the light source. I just look like my pops. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, no, like, you know, look, some of y'all look like your mama. You act just like Shirley. You know what I'm saying? You ain't Shirley. You ain't raise all y'all. You ain't do what Shirley did. But it's like, no, I look like Shirley. I talk like Shirley. Yep. But that's Shirley over there. I don't know why I always use the name Shirley. It's just like this. Shirley is just like a cool name to me. It's like that just reminds me of somebody's auntie who've been cooking ribs for the barbecue for the last 25 years, and they really, really good. I love you, Shirley. I love you, Shirley. I love you, Shirley. All right, let's take a quick break and jump into the J-Will music song of the day. And then when we come back, we are going to continue this conversation, and we're going to go a little deeper, a little crazier, and a little more in Shano. You're going to get this inspiration. But for now, Check out a song from my album that you have right now, right? It's called Inspire Guys People. As I tell y'all every week, just Google me. Just Google these words. J-Will Music, 
inspire God's people. J Will Music is spelled with one L, J W I L M U S I C. And if you listen to music and you find yourself on Amazon Music or Google Play or iTunes or Apple Music or Spotify, do me a favor. Just go ahead and like type in my name. Stop acting funny. Come on, you listen to this show and you like this show, but you don't want to check out my music with your funny acting self. I love you though. J Will Music, Inspire Guys People. Today's song is a song about balance. It's called The Other Side. Rock with it. Show us some love. Um, listen to it again and again and again. J Will Music, Inspire Guys People. Let's do it. And we coming right back. We always being told one side of the story. Welcome to the other side. I've learned majority isn't always right. Who's on the Lord's side? Hard to see the value in the Lord's side when programmed by pop culture. What to hate and like? But who wants to be hated? Raise your hand, can be in love with the world's ways and Jesus' friend. At first we're passionate, we'll never quit, then we become Peter. When they rap initially bashing us, then we deny Jesus. Uh, looking for a convenient faith, but how can we follow him when we want our flesh to be saved? But for his name's sake, can chase what's fake, know his worth. They say it's greener on the other side, but it's turf. Still drink and be merry, denying God, nights are wild. While over here, word, pray, fast, and self-denial. Hard to sell eternity with cross on your back But hell's forever and sin's pleasure is just a trap But he's risen so we're driven to press producing joy Others are distracted rejecting him to be destroyed Living for the world where the fame is But you gotta see it from the other side Living for the Lord make you lame I guess you gotta see it from the other side They be tearing the club up on they thug stuff Drugged up, what about the other side? You. I'm just praying for your soul's salvation Cause I've been on the other side Forever ain't a long time in the streets People dying in the streets They take that same mentality from in the streets to industry Got the nerve to treat us like the enemy We just here to intercede We don't wanna see you keep pouring out the Hennessy That mean homie died Now we seize the other side Time to face judgment for unrepentant sins While his mom's at his casket crying unforgiving tears The picture that was painted, as ugly as it is Was his masterpiece, seek peace with the master Put your peace down, we live without peace Then die screaming, rest in peace Your story's just his story on repeat Let's change that, a better ending awaits you on the other side I'm like that cousin that loves you that's from your mother's side Just kicking wisdom and knowledge, I know you got a few dollars But I don't think you can count on them from the other side Living for the world where the fame is But you gotta see it from the other side Living for the Lord make you lame I guess you gotta see it from the other side Tend a club up, on they thug stuff, drugged up. What about the other side? I ain't judging you, I'm just praying for your soul's salvation. Cause I've been on the other side. How the code choose one? God drew a line in the sand. Now you gotta pick a side, you no longer get to hide. Come out, come out wherever you are. You are never too far for God. Feeling like the prodigal, spent your whole pot of gold. Now you don't know how you gon' survive or who to trust in a foreign land. You can go back home any day, but you no longer get to hide. All that pride killing you inside. Come inside, see it from this side. The prodigal father doesn't focus on flaws. He sees that you want him back and he opens the door. A shepherd that loses sheep is not concerned with why. He leaves the 99 for one to see the other side. He doesn't want the one to perish, but the 99 are jealous. I guess if the tables turn, they see the other side. Living for the world where the fame is, but you gotta see it from the other side. Living for the Lord make you lame. I guess you gotta see it from the other side. They be tearing the club up, on they thug stuff, drug up, what about the other side? I ain't judging you, I'm just praying for your soul's salvation, cause I've been on the other side. I'm trying hard to be who got I'm created it everything I got, man. And finally I'm making it as far as I just wanna inspire guys. I'm trying hard to be who got created it's been some good days. And finally it's been some I'm making days. it as far as I can see. Thank God I made it to the other side. Yeah, you just heard The Other Side by J-Will Music. Featuring Gabe Parker, 
of P.O.R. One of my favorite songs. And you are definitely going to hear me say that every single time I play a song from my new album, Inspire Guys People. I'm going to say it's one of my favorite songs. And I'm not lying. It's one of my favorites. This is my favorite album ever. Okay, let's keep it moving. All right, let me say this as we jump into uh, the back end of this show today. I got a message for all the people who, you know, think that we are the light because of ourselves. And I want to tell you what's dangerous about some of the things that we talked about on the front end of this show. The people who think that they are the light source and it's all about them, to me, they become Captain save a soul It's like, okay, you supposed to just say everybody. Look, and I've been there. I'm talking from experience. You start thinking it's about you. And the problem with that, let me tell y'all, I think we just watch too many superhero movies. Like, you know, we all into the Marvel and all that stuff. And I will say, I love a good superhero movie. Although, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't telling you what to do and how to vibe, but I'm getting real close to like, uh, I'm, I've already had to start skipping some of them. Because they all kind of demonic. Let's just be real. But it's like, all right, now they hitting new levels. Like, so... Some of the movies I can't rock with, like the Venom, didn't do that. Suicide Squad a couple years ago, didn't do that. That's just me though, um, you know. But my point is, we all watch all these like uh, superhero movies, and I ain't trying to be self righteous, cause real talk, the ones I watch are just as bad. So I'm not telling you like, hey, I didn't watch those. Look at me. Oh yeah, I'm holy, holy, holy. Oh, I'm holy. We probably need to stop watching it all. You know what I'm saying? Just be. <laughs> kind of hard to hear you know what i'm saying because we all like when is the next one? Ooh, look at the end credits and we get to the point where it's like you know what bro they getting so wild anyway i don't know if we ever should have been watching in the first place but that's not my point my point is we got so many superhero movies and it causes us to live in this fantasy look i was listening to this um interview with this real successful billionaire yesterday and my man was talking about how him and his partners literally had a point in their life where they wanted to be Batman. And I'm like, oh, while you were grown. Now, look, I got a couple nephews. You might catch them on any given day of the week, walking around in a Spider-Man, a uh, Hulk out, out costume. I'm talking about just any day in the summertime. Young Bryce done been Spider-Man on all type of random days. Look, my nieces, the twins, Cherish and Charity, they was Wonder Woman at their uh, third birthday party this year. And they was real cute Wonder Women, too. They was running around a little too old. They were so cute. I'm like, look at them. Anyway, my point is, you know, we all sometimes live in this fantasy of, like, being a superhero. And I think what that causes us to do, even as adults, is we put on our costume. What do we do? We put on our masks and our capes. And I'm like, okay, look at this idea of masks and capes. And there are two different ways to be a superhero to me. At least as I'm talking about as being a super Christian, Captain Save a Soul. All right, so look, 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 follow me on this. All right, so so the Christians who wear masks, those of us who put on a mask, let's think of why we wear a mask in church. You've heard that term. Uh, people wear masks because you're typically trying to hide your identity. So every superhero, look, I don't know why we can't tell that Clark Kent is Superman. He don't even wear a mask. You know what I'm saying? He put on glasses. So my man is like not even following the general rule of being a superhero, but he does put on a cape. Now let's go to Batman. Batman puts on a mask uh, and his voice gets deeper. It's kind of weird. When he turns into Batman, all of a sudden his voice deep. Um, why did the mask make your voice get deep? And it kind of remind me of like some like pastors and bishops, how they like get into their pastor voice. You know what I'm saying? For no reason, they voice just get like, Three levels deeper, you know what I'm saying? I'm a man of God, and I believe that God has called me to... Like, hold on, bro. When did you start talking like that? Take off your mask. What's my point? Masks make people change and alter who they are, because he don't want you to know, you know what I'm saying, that he Bruce Wayne. Spider-Man don't want you to know that he's Peter Parker. The reason they wear a mask, the reason that uh, Clark Kent puts on glasses, Superman reverses it. That's just a whole different thing. But you're typically trying to cover up who you are. And you got to ask yourself, why do we do this? Well, 
I'm wearing a mask because I don't think that the authentic version of myself is good enough to be a light. And so as a Christian, it's like, whoa, let me think this through. I'm saying I would rather come to church as, you know, Batman instead of being Bruce Wayne because Batman can give the illusion that he's better, that he's different, even though we're really the same person. And people will follow Batman. So you have people who come to church and we put on a mask because we want to be someone else because we don't believe in the true authentic version of Christ, uh, of who Christ created us to be. Now, let's think about a cape. Why do why does super Christians wear capes? This is a whole different type of Christian. The Christian that wears a cape versus a mask are different, and some of us have on both. But the, the one that has on the cape, so again, look at Batman versus Superman. Batman is what? The Dark Knight. So usually a mask is covering up, it's, it's, it's a little darker. You know what I'm saying? This might be the person who really ain't living a saved life, but put on the mask to be the hero and give the impression or the illusion that they are. Don't really read the Bible, but just want to sing worship songs or praise songs. So, hey, I'm a super Christian. This is my alias, my alter ego when I'm on stage. This is my mask. The Christian that wears a cape is slightly different to me. All right, so the Christian that wears a cape, this is the person that really believes who they are, like because they are authentic a lot of times. So look, look at uh, Superman. He's a little more clean cut. Like Clark Kent really is a nice dude. You know what I'm saying? Like Bruce Wayne, Batman, he got all these dark secrets and stuff. Superman's like, hey, I'm a nice guy. And so what happens? You really are a nice guy. I really am a cool guy, right? But I, I become somewhat of a narcissist. The cape represents narcissism to me because it's like, yeah, I don't drink, I don't smoke. The cape represents self-righteousness. You start thinking that because you are really a Christian and you really do read your word, like you really are an authentic Christian, but you become narcissistic and put on a cape and say, look, I'm super Christian J. Will, man. Look at me. Because I do all these good things in my self-righteousness, because I'm starting to think that I am the light source and not just the light carrier, oh yeah, people really should follow me, not with the purpose to lead them to Christ. So I become consumed with wanting to be someone's superhero. So again, I'm Captain Save-A-Soul. The, the Captain Save-A-Soul that wears a mask is the one that creates a whole new identity with the, uh, with, because they want to save people. The captain save a soul that wears a cape is the one who makes themselves the hero. So it's like, yeah, I don't got to have my face. I'm Superman. Like, I'm still, like, I might put on my little glasses when I go to work because I don't want y'all at the, at the job to know. Like, at work, I'm Clark Kent. Everywhere else in the world, I'm Superman. You know what I'm saying? But the idea behind it is this cape and this desire to save people it becomes self-righteous. It becomes something that guides and points the light back at you. So you go on Instagram and you super save, man. Yeah, look at me. You should be saved because I'm saved. And it starts, listen, I've seen this happen before. It starts being uncomfortable. There are times I want to reach out to people and be like, hey, if I was you, I would kind of chill um, because you like you you might hit a hit a wall. What happens with the super Christian that wears a cape? is the moment that they find themselves in sin, the moment they find themselves uh, lusting or in temptation, then they will turn away from the faith because it's like, oh man, I was super saved person. I wasn't ever supposed to go through anything. And so what we're talking about is balance. What we're talking about is understanding, yes, you are a Christian. And hey, all right, my purpose, I truly believe, is to inspire God's people. But I can't save y'all. You know what I'm saying? And so what my point is, I have to try to balance the fact that I am carrying the light and, and I also want to be a city on a hill that's not hidden. Right. So, hey, inspire God's people. I'm bold. I want to tell the truth. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, let me not take this thing too far where where people think that I am the light source. I want to be careful not to make you think that J. Will or J. Will music is this. Super Christian 
that has to be perfect because I have to save your soul and I have to be the reason you come into Christ. Nope. I might have to water. I might have to plant. You know what I'm saying? I might have to do my part. I might have to say a word to you. Um, but at the end of the day, I can't save you. And, and, and I, I was kicking it. This part of the conversation was um, inspired by part of a conversation I was having with Meech. And um, my homie from Meech Real, the Meech Real podcast, check him out, search his stuff. And um, he asked a question and it led to this conversation. And I told him I was going to share this on the show. Um, but I told Meech, like, look, let's think of it this way. If, there, if you go to a restaurant, you go in there. Then there's a chef, right? The chef, his purpose. Let's say I'm the chef today. J. Will Music, Inspire Guys People. I'm the chef. My job is to cook up this show. Cook up some good music. Some Christian content, as Meech would call it. To cook up this stuff and then to just serve it, right? To, to, to upload it to YouTube, to upload it to iTunes and Spotify and my Instagram page and Facebook and upload it. And here's what I can't control. Once it's uploaded, right, Facebook becomes your waiter or waitress. Uh, YouTube becomes your waiter or waitress. It is, the, it is the source that presents it to you. It's the way that it's distributed to you. And then guess what? When you go in a restaurant, imagine the, the chef doesn't come out and, and get mad at you if you didn't finish your food. The chef is never really concerned with if you take a doggy bag or if you leave it or any of that stuff. Because at the end of the day, their job was just to cook it right. Now, if the food isn't prepared properly, that's the chef's fault. So if this show isn't recorded properly or if I'm fooling or I'm out, I'm out here giving false doctrine, that, that's my, my fault and my mistake. But it is not my burden to make you eat the food. Like, hey, I chop up the show. We got like 36, 37 episodes now. You can go back and listen to them. I am creating a portfolio of my legacy, something that I can, you know, my kids can go back and listen to, my family, people who miss episodes, whatever. I have a purpose behind this, but I can't make you eat and I can't save your soul. And so what am I saying, Christians? Let's be careful not to think too highly of ourselves. Not to get caught up in thinking that we are the light source thinking that it's all about you or you got to be perfect on Instagram and you got to show everybody. Like one thing y'all will never hear me get into. I, I'm, I'm serious, man. I've never been one of these people like, hey, I, I just got to show people that you can be a Christian and have Christian, fun. Have fun. Christian, have like, no, I don't. Have fun. I, look, bro, it's not my job. I'm sorry, bro. I'm just trying to produce this music and this show that God gave me. I'm not trying to prove all this stuff to people. I am not Captain save soul Listen, bro. <laughs> Like, I cooked it, I presented it, I care, I want you to, you know, have it. That's why I prepared it. You know, a chef, his caring or her caring is in the preparing. I put all my heart and soul into preparing this show, into producing this show, into producing my music with Red and Darius and all the people who are a part of what I do musically, and even the live shows, and even when I go out and preach. Look, that is where I, I care in the preparation. But I can't, I cannot allow myself to be consumed with whether or not you're receiving it. If a person turned off this show five minutes in, I can't worry about that. And I'm sharing this with you because I think it's so important as believers that we stop worrying about how people receive and you just give. So now I'm talking to my Christian entrepreneurs out there. Now I'm talking to those people who have the ideas and are, are, are starting to find their purpose as we go through the journey of finding your purpose on this show. And you like, you worried about how many likes you get. You worried about how many YouTube views you get. Look, man, go to my YouTube page. Five views, 10 views, 100 views, 400 views, 1,000, two views. Man, my YouTube views are horrible. They're horrible. I've never really been good at promoting YouTube. I've never really been good at putting the right, the proper content on YouTube. I know how to do it, but it take a lot, and I never really gave it. Um, it's just do. So when I put things up on YouTube, I already know, like, man, it's going to be like 10 people and three comments, and I hope and pray to God that those three people are so blessed that it make it worth it for me to even upload it. But what's my point? You so worried about being perfect, and, well, I don't want to put it out if the proper amount of people don't hear this. 
I don't want to put this out until I get a deal. I don't want to do this without an investor. I don't want to do it. And guess what? You're going to go the rest of your life never doing anything. You're going to go the rest of your life never have stepped into your purpose, never have truly done what God called you to do because you were trying to be Captain Save a Soul and you wanted to be the light source and you wanted to look perfect, Jermaine, and you wanted to look like it was all about you and inspire God's people and you've never made a mistake and you've just been so perfect and everything you ever touched just sold a million copies. Look, man, I tell y'all all the time, I fell, I've fallen on my face. I've had to start over again. I found myself, the end is the beginning of forever. I found myself at that point where it was like, all right, this is the end. So it has to be the beginning of, of my forever. I have to keep going. I have to hold on to the faith. I've had doubt. And at the end of the day, the thing that keeps me sane is that I know it's not by my own might that I'm here in the first place. It's not because of me that God has allowed me to have a platform. It's not because of me that you are hearing my voice right now. And if I can keep the perspective and understand that, yes, God has given me a light that I have to boldly shine and I can't be afraid and I can't, you know, uh, be doubtful and, and, and let a people's opinion stop me. But I also cannot think that it's me. In the moment that we start thinking that it's us, we start wearing a cape, we start putting on a mask and we start doing all this weird stuff, trying to be Captain Save Us All. And the events at the church get super weird. And, and, and all the things we start doing, all these gimmicks, because we got to put on our mask and we got to put on our cape. And if I don't do this gimmick, people ain't going to be saved. Listen, if you don't preach the gospel, they won't be saved. You cannot be worried about trying to be Jesus to people. I'm not your superhero. I'm telling you that right now. I am not your superhero. I'm not the reason that look, God can use me by the grace of God. He can use me. And I thank God for that opportunity to be used by him, to be a vessel. But I'm not your superhero. I'm not your savior. And we have to stop trying to be people's savior. Music can't save the world. I got a whole episode called Music Can't Save the World. Look it up. That's what we fall into as artists. We think our music is saving souls. Listen, man, you're a light. You're a guide to point people and lead them to Christ. That's it. You're not the savior. If I don't ever make another song again, Jesus could still save you. Now, I hope that my music will inspire you, that will, it will edify you, that will, it will, you know, spark interest about the Lord and, and point you in his direction. But, but it's not because of me. I, like, we have these celebrities that think they are. Hey, look at me. I went platinum. I've been doing this for 20 years. 20 years. I'm a star. And now everyone wants to be a star. And those are the things that we're valuing. We're pointing a light at ourselves, and now we are misguiding and misleading the people of God because we have made them think that it's about us. You a star, and you ain't even happy with yourself. You a star, and you don't even have peace. You a star, and your kids don't know your favorite color, and you don't know theirs, and you never went to their school pageant or basketball game. Listen, being a star, that's not how God sees us. Jesus doesn't have respect to persons. He sees us as human beings. You think you're going to be a celebrity? Jesus. You're not going to heaven like, and now, two-time Grammy Award-winning platinum producer with 10 number one hits, You're not going to heaven on that vibe. That's not how God sees you. God sees the innermost being of you, and that's how he sees everyone. And so you could do your part. You could cook the food. You could be the chef. But release yourself of that burden. Let it go. Stop being burdened with saving the world. Come on. You feel me? Release. Say it with me. <sighs> Release. <sighs> then let the ah out. You got to say the ah. Release. <sighs> Release. <sighs> you got to let that go, let man. Let that go, man. Let that go, man. It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's get social, yeah. let's get social, let's get social, let's get social, let's get social. Oh, oh, oh. Guys, people, you know what time it is, you know what time it is. It's time to get social. We gonna head over to my Facebook page, 
Jermaine James, if you're interested. Um, we're going to look at one post today. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do a whole bunch of less good social. Maybe two. I don't know. It depends on how long I spend on this first one. Maybe we'll make the first one quick and go to another one. But here you have it. All right, this post is a very interesting one. It had 502 likes, 146 comments, 2,700 shares. Here's what I said. While you're scared to take a risk and feeling stuck, Burger King is out here making tacos. All right, I want you to think about what I said a couple of minutes ago about people who don't want to take the next step until everything is perfect or, you know what I'm saying, they waiting on the world to kind of fall in alignment with their plan. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you don't prepare. I'm not saying that timing isn't good because, you know, you have to bring balance to these type of conversations because then people will just prematurely do everything. I do think you should research. I think you should study. Like we talked about in the beginning of this, don't just take things and run with it, right? But after you've done your studying, my brother, at some point you got to take a step. And a lot of times we live this life just super fearful of the unknown. And that is sometimes exposing our lack of faith, our lack of trust in God. Now, again, the key is this. Make sure that the next move you're making, it lines up with the will of God. And that is actually what God wants you to do. Once you are in purpose, like that's what I'm talking to. I'm not talking about a person that haven't even found their purpose, don't even know if they should be doing what they're doing, and they just taking risks, just, hey, yeehaw, the cowboy, I'm out here. Like, no, nah, bro, don't just be doing everything. But what I'm saying is sometimes we can find ourselves even complacent when we know what God has called us to do. It's like, man, like, all right, I know that I'm supposed to be inspiring God's people, but I'm afraid to upload something to YouTube because nobody ever watches my YouTube videos. And you can find yourself getting stuck and focusing so much on the numbers and the responses. And those are the people I'm talking to. Think about this. Burger King is out here making tacos. Um, I haven't tasted it. Shout out to Burger King for trying something new. Um, I haven't heard a lot of Good or bad, yay or nay about it. But what I looked at, I'm like, bro, they got tacos and it's called Burger King. So what am I saying? It's like, you can try something new sometimes. IHOP, International House of Pancakes. They now have burger commercials. They want you to try their hamburger. Shout out to IHOP for not allowing themselves to live in such a box that they can't do something that hasn't been done before or that people don't expect from them. So if God calls you out of your comfort zone to, to do something that, and you like, but no, I, I mean, God, I ain't never dropped a podcast. Like people know me from music. Maybe a couple people have seen me speak somewhere, but nobody knows me as a podcaster, but I had to step out on faith. And here you are, here we are today. We're having a, a nice little dialogue, I would think, right? But just imagine if I was so caught on, well, it's J-Wheel music. I can't do anything else. Then I had Bellwether Fashion. I was a fashion designer. One of the things that I've always tried to do, and I'm not, you know, perfect in this again, but I, I've tried not to allow, allow titles to define me. And I think that's what happens sometimes. You go to school to be a doctor and it's like, I'm a doctor. One of the things about doctor, and I know that's a prestigious accomplishment, but doctor is like, that's on everything. Is that on a license? I don't know. But it's like a doctor is doctor everywhere they go. It's like, okay, that's cool, doc. I feel you. Well, put cashier on my license because I've been a cashier several times. What I'm saying is like a doctor could be a great thing. But I often wonder about people like that sometimes, like, man, what else are you? Because, like, when you look at a doctor, you just see a, a doctor. You don't know, like, is this a good person? Is it a faithful husband, a faithful wife, a good father, a good mother, a devout servant? Like, we don't know anything else about you because the title means so much. And again, I'm not faulting people who are doctors or, you know, people who are proud of their accomplishments. But what I'm saying is I like about IHOP. IHOP is the doctor that said, nope, I'm opening a restaurant if that's what you're supposed to do. IHOP is the doctor that's like, you know what? 
I'm about to go and be a consultant, a lawyer. I'm going to make an album. And I've always just believed that titles don't define me. I cannot allow myself to become who people think I am. I must become who God created me to be. All right, I think we got time for one more. All right, this post had 83 likes, 61 comments, and two shares. And it has the laughing emojis, which means I was joking, people. And here's what I said. People use words like decree and declare in church, but never in regular, everyday conversation. Listen, man, sometimes as super Christians, we use words that's like, you do know that like you don't have to use the word decree. It's a translation anyway. That's not the actual word they use, declare. Like we get so caught up into churchy words, which is really almost like, you know, King James type old English speech. You know, it's like you don't have to talk like that for God to hear you. I decree and declare. Like, I'm not saying nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure you could probably catch me saying that or something in a prayer. And I'm a super Christian in that moment. And it's super funny to me because I don't go to, you know, restaurants decreeing and declaring stuff. And if I do, a super Christian. Like, some of us just need to start walking around in our mask and our capes because we are super Christians. Look, I want you to understand something about that term. Of course, it's a little funny to me. That's why I used it, Captain Saver. So, um, but it's not meant to be derogatory towards Christians. It's definitely not meant to make you feel bad for living righteous. But I'm more so trying to bring light to the fact that we are not the superheroes. That yet our superhero is Jesus Christ. Uh, he's our hero because he grows. Let that marinate. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. God's people, thank you for listening to today's show. Look, do you have feedback? You want to let me know what's on your mind? You got a topic you want to hear? Or you just want to let me know what you thought about today's show? It's easy. Shoot me an email. You can catch me at JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Again, JermaineWilsonMusic. It's all one word. Let me know what you think. And you like this show, don't you? So you know what you want to do? You want to listen to it at work. You want to listen to it in the gym. Do me a favor. Just search Inspire God's People. You can Google it. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to music or podcasts. You know what else? You should share this show with someone. Why? Because it's a good show. And if you don't like this show, just act like you like it. 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 Act like you like it.